Dear Father, today as we come together in worship, we thank you once more for your love for us and your care for us at all times, even when we are not aware of it. We know that this week we have not always lived as you would want us to. And having thought and done wrong things and left those good things undone, we pray that you would help us and forgive us and lead us in worship and keep our hearts receptive to you today and bless those who lead us as we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're continuing the All Age um, series, thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives as we submit to him. This fruit is something people see, the evidence of Jesus working in our lives. And today's fruit is joy. In the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is the heart of our joy and the reason for the joy in our heart. I'll just say that again. This is the heart of our joy and the reason for the joy in our heart. We have a saviour who deals with our past, transforms our present, and promises hope for the future. Amy's going to lead us now in a couple of songs of worship and help us to focus on our great God who has so generously given us his Son and his Spirit. We stand. Our Lord is the joy of the whole earth. the joy of the whole earth and he is also the saviour who we all believe in my Jesus, my saviour time for you to get involved. I want you to have a quick chat with the person next to you. You've got about 20 seconds for one person and then it'll be the other person's turn. So the first person in your two or three, that's fine, um, have a quick chat about something that really annoys you. Okay? And uh, we'll have a drum beat when we need to change over. Go! Okay, same thing but this time, tell me something, or tell your person, something that's made you really happy. 
Off you go. Okay. I wonder if, like me, any of you found really annoying, super happy people early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's great, isn't it, to be happy? But as an emotion, it comes and goes. Our happiness changes with our circumstances. Things annoy us, upset us, worry us, and they spoil our happiness. But the joy of the spirit that grows in our lives is deep and lasting, and it's not changed by our circumstances. Why is this joy so different? What is it built on? The verse we heard at the beginning, good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. A saviour. In many Anglican churches, they use this little phrase, Christ died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Christ died, he is our saviour. Christ is risen, he is our Lord. Christ will come again. There is a certain hope for the future. As the Spirit works in our life, he points us to Jesus and brings us a deep, deep joy in our heart. Our joy is all about our Saviour. So, the Holy Spirit in our hearts brings us a deep joy, some breathless singing. (laughs) But even that joy is under attack. You see, the facts never change. Jesus died. Jesus rose again. Jesus will come again. But the Bible says that there's a struggle that's going on. I've got a little picture to come up on the screen here. There's a struggle going on between our old nature, and if you've, if you've got a, uh, a Bible and you look through Galatians chapter 5, and the verses around verse 22, there's a list of some pretty horrible stuff in there. And you see that on the left, here, the naughty stuff, okay? And on the right, there's a list of lovely stuff. Love, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. The fruit of the Spirit. And the Bible says that there's a struggle between the two. It's a tension that's going on, and it's a bit like a tug of war. So we thought, what better to do on a day like today than to have a tug of war? So I've got the three strongest girls in the church. If you could uh, grab this end, ladies. You're looking really perplexed. There we are. And if you sort of stand over there, that's great. You're just tugging the war, aren't you? No. Show your muscles. Yeah, they're fine, because when you see the competition, you'll be... Uh, Delighted. So this is a Kentones rope. It is official. It is authentic. I was offered a hundred foot rope. <laughs> and um, gentlemen, can I have you three on that? <laughs> That's more like it. Don't, don't be worried. And in fact, I think I've put you around the wrong way. So girls, do you want to go up that end? And lads, do you want to come up this end? Because you can see why. Okay. Just don't look at the screenshots, that's fine, that's good. Concentrate on the rope, so if you can take the tension, please. Now, this isn't a real serious tug of war, um, because we know who would win, okay? Um, so hold the tension, that's good. So there's rippling muscles. Now, this struggle between our old nature, sometimes called our evil nature, on this side, 
and our good nature, the new life in the spirit that God has given us. This struggle carries on throughout the whole of our lives. It's a struggle. Let's, uh, while you just hold that tension, Joy, could you come and read something to us, please, from Galatians? Joy's going to come up. He's got the most appropriate name for service. Joy was top of our list for readers. Um, in fact, you can probably come to this one, Joy. That would be great. And this is from, I think it's the Living Bible, so it might be a slightly different version to what you're used to. If you could just read this um, passage to us, please, Joy. Well, uh, we have a bit of tension here. Now, that's great. I advise you to obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions. He will tell you where to go and what to do, and then you won't always be doing the wrong things your evil nature wants you to. For we naturally love to do evil things that are just the opposite from the things that the Holy Spirit tells us to do. And the good things we want to do, when the Spirit has his way with us, are just the opposite of our natural desires. These two forces within us are constantly fighting each other to win control over us, and our wishes are never free from their pressures. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Thank you, Joy. So... In your life, here's a nice little picture of your life, my life, there's this struggle going on. Which one's going to win? Remember, Jesus has defeated our old nature. Just give it a little tug, girls. Simple. (laughs) So the fruit of the Spirit is joy. It's all about Jesus, our Saviour, who has saved us from our old nature and all the bad things it would encourage us to do. Time for a quick chat with the person next to you. Can you think of any verses in the Bible which mention the word joy? I keep turning around, I keep forgetting I can see it there. (laughs) There's lots of verses in the Bible which uh, contain the word joy. Can you think of any? And is cheating to look up Bible Gateway on your little iPads and things that you may have, some of you? Okay. Off you go. Quick chat. Okay, I'm sure you could think of many. Actually, I haven't... Did we check how many there were? No, there's a lot. (laughs) Ever such a lot of verses in the Bible about joy, which is good, isn't it? That's really encouraging. Some are about the joy we can give each other by living lovingly and kindly together. Some are about the joy coming from special things that have happened, events that have happened, and people were very joyful. Some are even are about the joy in heaven when people believe in Jesus. Amy's now going to introduce our next song. Our verse for the year tells us to shout for joy and make his praise glorious. This song talks about Jesus, the empty grave and the endless joy and encourages us to shout out that Jesus is alive. Let's stand and sing. And if you don't know it, now's your time to learn the good song.
listen to uh, uh, one of Jesus' parables, it's called the parable of the treasure, and it's only two sentences long. So we're going to listen to it being read three times, but with slight different accents on different bits of the words, different parts of it. So three people could come up and read The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and in his joy went and sold all that he'd had and bought that field. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man man found it, he hid it, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and brought that field. He got a box, and he put everything he had in the box. His car keys, his house keys, Oh, a lot of house keys. (laughs) How many houses does he have? His wallet. So all your money. Yep. Everything. Mobile phone? Watch. Teddy. everything he had. He wanted the treasure so much. In the end, he even put himself in the box. Because compared to everything he had, the treasure was more beautiful, more wonderful, more treasury than all of it put together. So he gave everything. And when people asked him why, he smiled so much when he seemed to have so little. Why are you smiling so much when you have so little? He would just look at the treasure and say, all I had was rubbish compared to this. Jesus is the treasure. Knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. this morning as we think about this subject of joy, um, that there may be many in this room who are struggling to know joy and find that joy in Christ this morning, those for whom the circumstances of life seem to be squashing the joy out of living and following you. We pray for those who are ill, we pray for those who have loved ones who are ill, we pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. 
Uh, Father, we pray for all those circumstances unknown to us but are known to you. Circumstances which are making it hard for people to find that joy in you today. Lord, we do pray that the circumstances of life wouldn't take people away from you. They would cause people to lean more heavily upon you, to know you more intimately, and ultimately to find a deeper joy in you. Father, we think as well of those who just feel pretty distant from you today, for whatever reason. We pray for them and we pray for ourselves. We pray for us all here today, Lord, that we would know your nearness, we would know your presence with us. And Father, as we reflect upon the Lord Jesus and his death for us in our place on the cross, we rejoice in a God who came near to us. We rejoice in a, in a God who is committed to us. Lord, could you help each one of us reflect on these wonderful truths this morning? And so, Father, whether our hearts are bubbling over with joy or whether our hearts feel pretty empty of joy right now, I pray that you would help each one of us turn our eyes upon Christ and find a deep and lasting joy that can only come from him. We pray these things for his glory and for our joy. Amen. Amen. And Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit and his work in our lives. We pray, please, that you would fill us again, that this fruit may be seen in our lives. Thank you for the settled joy which you give us, that we can live through happy and sad times, knowing all the time we have a saviour and all is well with our soul. And as our old life and new life in the Spirit struggle against each other, please help us to follow the Spirit's leading and cooperate with him. We pray that others will see his fruit and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for what we've been able to think about so far this morning. And as we just now spend a couple of minutes thinking further on these things, we pray you would open our eyes to your truth and open our hearts to your joy and welcome the Saviour in a fresh way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this is timed to nine and a half minutes. You can hold me to that, and I'll apologise later. Um, everyone likes being happy. Um, we love the feeling when the world is all as it should be. Am I? I'm coming through this one, am I? But you move around a bit. Oh, okay. I, thanks. I think, thanks, thanks, thanks. Good. Good. I feel cared for. I feel pastored. It's lovely. Um, so we all like when the world's just as it should be, when your mic's on. Um, it's like when you're driving on the highway of life. You're in control. There's a great view. The sun is on your back. The wind is blowing through your hair. <laughs> it's a cheap joke. Um, but how annoying, right, when you turn that corner on that lovely country road and there's a caravan. <laughs> now, I know some people love caravans, but it ain't good when that happens. You slow right down. Or worse still, you're cruising along at 70 miles an hour and this happens. Don't know if you can see what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, a sudden realisation uh, that your steering wheel has come detached from your car. Um, you see, happiness is fragile. You find out you're not really in control at all. When a caravan spoils our joy or the steering wheel comes off in our hands, we have a choice. We could say, it's okay, I can handle this, like this. We could, we could retake control. We could think positively. We could regain that happiness. There is no driver to that lorry, but we won't tell him yet. Um, after all, what's more important in life than the pursuit of happiness? 
No way of steering? I'll try something else. Or, when crisis strikes, or dissatisfaction hits us, we pause and we reflect. Is there more to life than this? We decide to seek something else rather than just our own happiness. Something more meaningful, something which doesn't come off in our hands. We might not know what it looks like, but we go searching. Like the man in the field. He was searching, he was looking, he was seeking. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock on the door will be opened to you. He also said the gate is small and the road is narrow that leads to life. Now the parable that Jesus told said the man found something which was hidden. Something wonderful. I think Jackie used the adjective something treasury. Something wonderful. Something more valuable than everything that the man had. Something which he would give everything for. And in this field of good news, his heart skipped a beat when he found the treasure. Remember what the angel said? We started the service with it. When Jesus was born, and we sing at Christmas, tidings of comfort and joy. A saviour has been born to you. Treasure indeed. Paul calls him God's indescribable gift, Jesus. And as we read about this Saviour in the pages of the Bible, and we begin to seek him, we see he is indeed glorious. And we see ourselves more clearly too, don't we? Even the things about us which we thought were pretty good, they kind of look grubby, in the purity of his light. And how do we respond? Do we fall to our knees as we realise who this Saviour is and what he has done for us? All our sinfulness and shame, our selfishness and pride dealt with by our Saviour. Now we are thinking this morning about joy. If you look in the King James Version, this is um, an NIV. I like the King James for certain verses because I think it captures a, a richness. It says in Isaiah 53 that he carried our sorrows. And you think of the contrast of joy and sorrow. He carried, our um, Saviour carried our sorrows. So we believe in Jesus. We repent of all our sin. We're born again. We're given a new life. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, rivers of living water will flow within them. And by this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. That's from John 7. Rivers of living water flowing within them for those that believed. Peter wrote, Though you've not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him 
and you are filled with what? An inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the result of your faith, which is the salvation of your soul. We're not seeking joy, but Jesus, down in our heart. We have an amazing, lasting, enduring joy, 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 joy. So as we live, this struggle uh, will continue between our old nature and our new nature. And our old nature with its kind of selfish happiness, shallow happiness, that might feel great for a while, but it doesn't really last. And the new nature, which is built on our Saviour. These two forces within us, as Joy read to us earlier, are constantly fighting each other to gain control over us. But as we read earlier, obey, this is a command to us, an instruction to us, obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions. And what will he do? He will produce his fruit in us. Things like kindness and gentleness, self-control, joy. And when we fail, which we will, and follow our old nature, our prayer must be quickly to confess what we've done and pray like King David prayed to a gracious God, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Because I've done something that's damaged it as well as he prayed. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Now we don't manufacture our own fruit. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love. And I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Encouraging words. Let's pray together. Father God, we want to thank you for your deep, deep love. We want to thank you for sending a saviour. We want to thank you that when we seek, we promise that we will find. When we knock and when we ask, you are trustworthy and will do what's good for us. So we thank you for the joy that you pour into our hearts. We thank you for that um, river of joy, the water of the Spirit, that picture which is a lovely picture, welling up within us, inexpressible joy. And we thank you for that gift. But we want to give you the glory because you're worthy of all our praise. And we want to make your name glorious. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to close by singing a hymn, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. And some of the words in here are rich, rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me, underneath me, all around me, is the current of his love, leading onward, leading homeward to my glorious rest above. Let's sing this together and then Jeff will close our service in prayer. So we're going to pray together. May we leave this place with the joy of the Lord resonating in our hearts, our homes, and our lives.
so may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And may we share in the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.